Welcome to another edition of FTU Life After the Military. I'm your host, Tony Rodriguez, and it is September 10th. And I wasn't going to do an episode this week, but I decided uh, that I should. Um, First, let me tell you why I wasn't going to do an episode. Uh, You know, college football is back and uh, professional football is back. Well, uh, the Crimson Tide lost this week, so I was a little a little depressed about that, a little bit, a little sad. Uh, but you know, it's only one game, and the rest of the uh, season is still there. Um, you know, I'm pretty sure Coach Saban will have uh, the team ready to go for next week and the rest of the season. And even if they don't, it's okay. I enjoy watching the Crimson Tide, and the only reason why is because my daughter attends the University of Alabama. And if it wasn't for that, I would not be a, a fan of the Crimson Tide. Uh, because again, she's my hero. Um, I want to be just like her when I grow up, um, eventually. I'm 49 and still haven't achieved that yet. <laughs> uh, but hopefully here um, soon I will. And so let's just get into the show, right? Um, so why did I want to do this episode? Well, for two reasons. Um, tomorrow is... September 11th, right? Remembrance Day of the attack on the World Trade Center uh, back in September 11, 2001. And that led into, uh, what, 20 years of this global war on terrorism. And we still haven't, I mean, you know, we're not in Iraq or Afghanistan anymore, but let's be honest, like the global war on terrorism is never going to end. All right, that that's just how it is. Um, but we can take this moment to remember our brothers and our sisters who uh, paid the ultimate sacrifice for their country, right? And for the people who lost their lives uh, September 11th, um, whether, they are, whether they were just the people that went to work that day in the Trade Center um, or... You know, the firefighters, the police officers, paramedics, EMTs, everybody who responded uh, after that first strike. uh, Because nobody could have thought that another jumbo jet would have hit the second tower. And so we lost a lot of people that day. And it's important that we remember. um, Because if we don't, then honestly, what the hell are we doing here? Uh, They were innocent people. Just trying to make it through another day so they could provide for their families. And so to them, everyone who lost their life that day, I just want to say thank you. And for my brothers and sisters who uh, have paid the ultimate sacrifice, I want to say um, thank you as well. And you're not forgotten. Along with that, um, there are a lot of us who did not pay the ultimate sacrifice, but we left part of ourselves in the Middle East, right? Um, whether that's we left physically left part of ourselves there because I know a couple of people who did or if we left part of our mental health back there you know we're we're not broken I hate when people say that that we're broken but we're also not completely whole um, right and I have co-workers who say that um, you know they understand what we're going through no no you can't and that that's I find that to be an insult because we can't because each person who went out there we all had our own individual experience and we're not the same right we all handle stress differently um, 
So some people can get shot at and it's not going to, it's not going to phase them, right? Um, other people, you know, you might be, you might've been in a fob and just heard gunshots from half a mile away and that affected you, um, seriously affected you. And, and, and that's fine. There's no judgment, right? Um, we all went out there. We did what our country asked us to do. And to everybody who went out there, thank you. Um, you're not forgotten. The The reason why I'm doing it uh, today on September 10th, because it's also Suicide Awareness Day. And I'd be lying to you if I sat here. What? There's 365 days out of the year, right? I'm going to say about 360 days out of the year, I, I think about um, suck starting a nine mil. And if, if for those of you who don't know what that means, that means uh, ending my life. Some di some days I seriously consider it, and other days it's just uh, you know just a thought comes and goes um, within a few seconds, right? And I'd like to say that uh, I've uh, found these great ways to uh, handle that thought and to deal with my uh, just the issues that I have, right? Um, because we all have issues, whether you went to uh, the Middle East, whether you fought in combat or not. We all have issues, whether that's issues with uh, your children, your parents, work, or your, your spouse, um, financial. We all have issues, right? And then to add on, you know, anything that we brought back from uh, the Middle East, it's just a lot. And so we have to take time and, and just stop and think about um, how are we going to handle that. For some people, yeah, like you, we, we should go and, you know, again, I don't hide it. I went and I sought um, some help. I needed somebody to talk to and, uh, you know, it helped me out. Um, I, I don't do that now, um, but that's only because um, my interactions with the VA um, medical system, mental health system is, is um, has been poor at best, right? Um, to be perfectly honest, I think everybody in the VA medical system who works there should probably be taken out and shot, put down like a rabid dog. And if anybody out there who's listening for the VA and you're offended by it, I don't give two shits. I think you're all garbage and you should all just walk off into the woods, never come back or make it to the eastern seaboard or uh, the western seaboard and walk off into the ocean and just keep walking until everything goes dark. And when you think you can't go anymore, keep on walking. All right? Just do us all a favor. Leave. Don't come back. And again, if you're offended by it, don't care. Um, because when I needed assistance and I went in there, um, I got none. I was uh, treated like a dog. Worse than a dog. I was treated better by the people who were shooting at me and trying to blow me up in Iraq than I was by the people who work for the VA medical system. Um, so all of you... Uh, eat shit and hope you die. <laughs> it sounds very negative and I don't mean to be. Uh, part of that, I say that jokingly and part of it is serious. And the reason why is because, guys, we need to look out for each other because nobody else is. So on this day, you know, they say, hey, check, it, check in on your buddy, check in on somebody. Well, you should be doing that, um, I don't know, once a week, once a month. It shouldn't, shouldn't just be an annual thing. We should, you know, we all have responsibilities. We all, we're all dealing with our own issues. So to try to do that um, every day is impossible. Trying to do that is once a week is difficult. But once a month is probably um, doable, right? And you don't have to call somebody and have a five-hour talk. or You can just text somebody and say, hey, man, what's up? 
Hey, dude, how you doing? Hey, cabrón, what, what's the dealio? You know, whatever you want to say. Um, and just find something that you like to do, something that makes you happy, right? For me, um, I bought a turntable and I bought a lot of records. Um, I wish I had the old original ones, the new ones. Uh, um, I, I miss that grainy sound that you used to get from the old uh, the old vinyl, right? The new ones, it's like they've improved the quality, so it's closer to CD quality. Well, that's not what I want. I don't want uh, digital. I want that old grainy, uh, you know, crappy sound. Um, and the reason for that is because I remember the turntable that my parents bought for me when I was four for my for my birthday, right? It was just this little little white turntable it had these two little speakers on it it was uh, i don't know it couldn't have cost more than like ten dollars but back in what 1978 that was a lot of money especially for again right um two parents my father was the only one working and we he, they my parents had six children that they were supporting so ten dollars in 1978 for one punk kid uh was a lot of money and so i appreciated that and I appreciate it a lot more now that I'm an adult. Um, but sitting here in my office now, I, it reminds me of, uh, of the time with my parents, you know, because I'll, I'll never get that time back. They, You know, they passed on. And I miss them every day, every day. But, you know, I remember the lessons they taught me of, um, you know, just trying to help people, just trying to be the best person you can. And, uh, you know... Most days we're not going to reach that, but it doesn't mean you don't try. Um, and some days you have, um, you might fall down. You might uh, actually be a pretty miserable person. And that's okay. That's all right. Because we're still here, right? And if you decide that, hey, you're going to take your life, well, you're not here anymore. You don't have no, any more chances. So even if you have the worst day you can imagine, right? Or even if you're feeling as crappy as you possibly can, um... Just give it another day, man, and let's see what tomorrow brings. Every Sunday, I was telling my wife that every Sunday I wake up, I'm lost, I'm confused, I feel crappy when I wake up. I don't know why. I, I, my theory is because um, when I was in the military, I knew that that was the end of the weekend, and I was going to have to go back to work because Mondays were, I hated, um, Sundays progressively got worse, right? I would wake up in that state, and then by the time it was time to go to sleep, I was in full panic mode, completely stressed out. Um, so it, you know, I've been retired for about a year now and it's still taking me a while to, um, realize that I can sleep in on Sunday, that I don't have to wake up and stress out and panic. Um, you know, but so that's what happened to me today. Right. And instead of coming into the office to, um, listen to some music, I decided to go for a jog. Right. And, you know, I, you know, I'm training for a marathon, but today was just, I went for, three miles and I ran at a nine minute mile pace which was extremely slow just so I could listen to some music and just enjoy the day and that's what I did you know and that made me happy and uh put me in a good mood came back had some coffee because you know drinking some coffee on a Sunday morning always cheers me up and then I followed that up with a, a cup of some English tea, right? Because, I mean, how can you not drink some English breakfast tea on a Sunday morning? And what am I saying here? Oh, all I'm saying is you need to find something that, that that cheers you up or just takes your mind off of things. And I know that's easier said than done. 
And please, I'm not trying to say that I understand what you're going through. Um, because we're all different. We all have our own issues, right? Again, like I said, when, when we were in Iraq, um, it's impossible. And it's just rude of me to say, hey, um, you know, I was shot at, so I know what you're going through. You know, I got over it, so so should you. That That's asinine that's that's it's just being stupid there's there's no other way to say it i've had people tell me that it's like well i've been shot at so i know what it's like or you guys knew what you signed up for no no we didn't um you have an idea but until you're actually being shot at until you're actually being blown up until you're actually seeing your buddies um losing their life um you don't you don't and then you know coming back and then seeing their family members and knowing that they're never going to see their loved ones again. Um, it, it, it's not. There's nothing that can prepare you for that. Nothing. And so, you know, on today, on Suicide Awareness Day, um, you see see that on all throughout social media, right? Just know that you're not alone. Um, and just reach out for help. If it's not through... Um, you know, going through to see a therapist, psychiatrist, psychologist, social worker, whatever you want to say. Just call somebody up that you know that might listen to you. And, uh, you know, that might help you. It might not. Um, again, you could always reach me here at arantonirodriguez98 at gmail.com. Um, email me. Let me know what's going on. And I'll, I'll send me your phone number and I'll give you a call. Um, you know, and you could talk to me. You never have to tell me your name, nothing. You can use an alias. That, that's fine. Um, just to get things off your chest, right? Um, because we all need that every once in a while. Like I said, uh, when I went to therapy, I needed somebody to tell me that they didn't think I was a coward. And I needed it to be somebody who was not my family. Um, because my family, I know, will always stand by me. And so to hear them say that, um, couldn't fully believe it. Um, so I needed somebody else to tell me. And I did. I heard, you know, and that didn't take care of all my problems. I'm not going to say it did. Um, but it took a, a load off of my shoulders. Um, so I want to transition into something else. The other thing I want to transition to is... Um, so for the people that are transitioning out of the military, right? Uh, whether you've been in for one day... And you're transitioning out. I can't imagine why you'd be transitioning out after one day. But if you are, and uh, or if you did, 30 years, right? It's up to you to get your uh, medical file ready to go. right? And what do I mean by that? Um, so I never want a sick call, right? Because, you know, if I want a sick call, I could be taken off of a team and then I wouldn't deploy. And then that would prevent me from getting promoted, which would... Uh, prevent me from providing for my family to um, to my fullest, right? So I never went to um, sick call, right? And for those people out there, um, so I went through the Special Operations Combat Medic course back in uh, 2012, right? Um, what I didn't know was uh, I had a torn labrum in my left shoulder. And there were weeks where I could not lift my arm at all. Um, it was just too painful to do anything, right? Um, I made it through uh, the PT test, 
got a shot of Tordal for that day, took the PT test, and then after that, who cares, right? And the instructors didn't care. Look, again, I'm not the sharpest tool, uh, sharpest tool in the tool shed, but I'm smart enough, right? And going through there, I knew all I had to do was pass a PT test because I, I wasn't going through a selection process. I was already a um, civil affairs sergeant, so I knew they were going to throw me out. If they were going to throw me out, it was going to have to be for something serious, right? So... Um, those days when they would take us out and smoke us and they'd tell me I was garbage, I was fat, I was out of shape, I was pathetic, I didn't deserve to be there. Like, whatever, bro, I don't, I don't care. Like, you, you guys are just jabronis, right? You're mad because you have to be here instructing and you're not on a team. Well, that's a you problem. That's not a me problem, right? Uh, but I made it through Sockham with the torn labrum, right? And we would have to go and carry these stupid logs, you know, over our heads. So I would put the majority of the weight on my right arm because my left arm couldn't couldn't hold anything, right? And uh, it sounds stupid. And the reason why it sounds stupid is because it was stupid. I, I should have gone um, to sick hall and I should have had my shoulder checked out and should have had surgery on my shoulder, but I didn't. And I'm paying the price for it now because there's no surgery that can be done to repair that labrum. Um, the proportion of my humerus is just deteriorated right um my bone it's i'm growing bone spurs on the humeral head um, because my body's trying to compensate for the lack of stability that's there and why why did i do that um i don't know again to try to provide for my family ego i don't know it doesn't matter not really um because either way my my shoulder's destroyed right um being on jump status for 21 out of 22 years and having 128 jumps you know i have uh five um, discs that are just deteriorated they're shooting out of my uh spinal cord right um i'm out of my spine not my spinal cord i'm sorry the discs are shooting out of my spine right they, it looks like a donut a jolly donut that that's been squashed right um my legs my uh orthopedic surgeon said i i should be in, in tremendous pain in my legs um, because my sciatic nerve is being pinched, right? And fortunately, I'm not. I don't know what that means, but I don't care. I'm just happy that I'm not in, in a great deal of pain. Uh, but the labrum in my left leg is torn. And so when I finally went to sick hall, right, I had that um, PA tell me, asked me, like, why I was there. And I told her because I had lower back in, uh, pain, right? And she had the audacity to look at me and say that she played the tuba in college, right? And so... She has back pain, but you don't see her complaining. And again, that was the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. And at the time, I was a first sergeant, so I really couldn't believe, one, that she said something so stupid. Two, she said something so stupid to a first sergeant. Like, are you kidding me? Like, um, Fortunately, she had a nurse there who ran out and got the um, OIC of the, the clinic. And I didn't want special treatment. It's like, bro, can I just get a goddamn x-ray? And they did, and from the looks of it, it's like, yeah, the spacing was really narrow, so they put me in for, um, you know, physical therapy, which if you're trying to do physical therapy on the back, you should also probably ask, hey, are you doing physical therapy for your shoulders? Because um, doing that physical therapy tore up my shoulders even more. And then I finally got to go to the MRI, and that was, you know, where they found out, I was like, oh, yeah, like, you should be in tremendous pain. It's a miracle that you're not. So what's the point, point of this long story? The point is, is like I waited way too long, right? But when I finally did go in, I didn't 
put up with their stupid comments because what you're going to find is that the medical providers in the military are crap. And then when you have to go deal with the VA, the, mil- the medical providers in the VA are even worse <laughs> than the ones in the military. Right? So uh, you need to go and get uh, seen and get all the documentation that you can. And who cares about their stupid soap notes? Like, I don't need that. I need you, I need you to take x-rays and I need an MRI or a CT scan. Something that will prove that I'm not lying. Um, because again, right? I survived two ID blasts and an uh, RPG blast. I know I was concussed five times. Um, but because nobody wanted to fill out the DZSO report, you know, it's like, nah, he'll be fine. Don't worry about it. We'll just, we'll, we'll watch him. We'll take care of him. And uh, the VA denied my uh, claim for TBIs, right? I still, you know, have vertigo, stand up, and about to fall down. Um, there are times when I'm sitting in a chair and I get dizzy and I'm about to fall down. My memory's not what it was, and you could say that it's because I'm old, or is it because of my TBIs? Um, I'm going to go with my TB, with the TBIs. Uh, so don't put up with their crap. They work for you, and you need to understand that. And it's like, I'm not saying go in there and, you know, give them a Chuck Norris chop across the throat. Don't do that, please. Uh, but if you don't like their answer, just say, hey, I'd like to see the OIC. Uh, and just tell them why you think they're crap. If they're providing good service, then obviously just follow what they have. Because um, the last um, nurse practitioner I had, she was great. And... Uh, she was helping me get through uh, my injuries. It's just, there's nothing that can be done for my sh- shoulders except replacing them out. And it's like, and I don't want to turn into goddamn Robocop right now. Um, so no, I'm not going to have my hip replaced and I'm not going to have my shoulders replaced because I'm only 49 and I'm not going to do it right now because I'd have to do it again in uh, 17 years or 15, right? And it, No, I'm not having this surgery done twice in my lifetime. And for those of you who know somebody else who was in the military who may have had a surgery, they had a knee replacement surgery. It's like, well, guess what, Holmes? A knee is not a shoulder. Uh, Medical science has advanced a long way for knee surgeries, knee replacement surgeries, not so much for shoulder surgeries. And I know I mentioned it before, but uh, when I went to the pain clinic where I was getting a shot on my shoulder while I was still in, there's an 18 Bravo, and for those of you who do not know that, that's a Special Forces uh, weapons sergeant, right? And uh, my buddy Rudy, who I was working with in Guyana, he showed me, uh, he was an 18 Bravo, right? And he showed me this PowerPoint slide, the evolution of a of the Special Forces soldier, right? And I thought it was funny, um, one that Rudy showed it to me because he was a Bravo. But at first they show a Bravo, who, and they equate him to a Neanderthal because the Bravo's walking on his knuckles, right? And he's hunched over. And then they show it, Charlie, and it's evolved a little bit more. And it's, uh, you know, and it gets to the Echo. And by the time it gets to the Delta, who's a medical sergeant, right? He's walking in a, a three-piece suit. He looks, you know, elegant and debonair, right? He's everything you'd want to be, right? But I thought it was funny because Rudy was making fun of himself that 18 Bravos are, are considered the knuckle draggers, right? And why do I mention this? Because I'm sitting there in uh, that pain clinic and I'm talking to the nurse 
and she's asking about my shoulder and I told her what the orthopedic surgeon recommended about getting shoulder replacement surgery and the Bravo looks at me and he says well I was telling her it's like I don't know if I want to get it because it's really unstable I'm gonna to have to get it again in 17 years or 15 years and you know I won't be able to play golf anymore and the Bravo looks at me and it's like well I don't know I got it it works for me you should get it because it worked for me it's like you have to be the dumbest idiot I've ever met in my life. I'm not taking medical advice from an 18 Bravo or anybody else who isn't a doctor. I barely listen to the doctors. So you're going to hear a lot of people give you a lot of advice, right? Well, you should do this because, because I did it. No. Listen to your doctor. Listen to your PA. Listen to your nurse practitioner. And even when they give you their recommendation, question it. And if you don't like it, say, hey, I want a second opinion, because you're entitled to that. That's your right. Everybody wants to tell you, well, no, you have to do it. Now, I don't have to do a goddamn thing anymore. Um, you know, I have a coworker that when we teach classes, he likes to remind uh, the people of their, the soldiers of their oath, right? And they did. They're still in. They they took an oath. And he likes to, he mentioned, was mentioning about like the people who went to the Ukraine and what about their oath. And that that's his opinion, right? For me, I'm retired. I've been released from my oath. I don't know anybody, anything ever again. For anybody who wants to say, tell me that I have to remember my oath, you can eat shit because I don't. I, my oaths are, it's done. It's complete. Be me. Don't give me your propaganda bullshit and try to guilt me into doing anything because I'm not. I'm not, all right? And yeah, this episode sounds a little angry. Please don't think that I'm upset because I'm not. I'm fine. Um, but we we have to t- take this stance, um, stand up for ourselves, and remember that our life, we did our duty already. We don't owe anything to anybody anymore. Don't listen to anybody's propaganda. Um, you know, I see people who say that you have to stand for the national anthem. And if you want to stand, stand. You want to sit, sit. You want to kneel, kneel. That's up to you. That's your choice. You've earned that right. You do whatever you want to do. Me, I'm going to stand because my parents stood for the National Anthem. And to be perfectly honest, that's it. That's why I stand for the National Anthem, because my parents did. Not because of some duty to my country. Not because the time I served in the military. Not because of any of that bullshit propaganda nonsense. It's because my parents stood for the National Anthem. So I will. And again, I don't have to explain myself to anybody, but I'd like to explain myself on here to everybody uh, who listens. And for the pe- for the people who are listening, thank you very much. I appreciate it greatly. Um, you know, I don't know who's listening in Hawaii, but thank you very much. I never thought I'd reach out there, but I, I appreciate it greatly. Of course, we're going strong in I-95. Um, got some listeners in Tejas and uh, Illinois. And uh, Colorado, of course. Thank you, Stacy. I know you're <laughs> my one lone listener in Colorado. Um, oh, and for those of you who uh, were out in Iraq with me in 07 and 08, thank you very much. I appreciate you and I miss you dearly. And uh, one of the albums that I bought um, to listen to is uh, Eric Johnson. Um, specifically Cliffs of Dover because we loved, I loved playing that on uh, Guitar Hero while we were out there. And I listened to it probably, I don't know, at least five times a week. 
It reminds me of that time out there in Iraq that I got to spend with all of you. So I appreciate it. Chief, I miss you. Uh, I hope you're able to see Rush before um, their last tour or while they were you know, on their last tour. Um, I miss you, Chief. Stacy, I miss you too. And yeah, I don't throw away my Guitar Hero either. Um, I have it in storage. I'm going to keep that forever because it reminds me of everybody out there. So again, uh, on this weekend, please just remember our fallen brothers and sisters. Remember everybody um, who we lost on uh, September 11, 2001. Um, you know, it's not just about carrying the flag. It's about keeping their memories alive. It's about remembering them. Not just the people in the military, but everybody who was out there in New York on that day. And not just the people in New York, but remember the people on Flight 93 um, who took a stance and they gave their lives. Um, I don't know where that plane was going. I'm going to assume that it was going headed to the White House. And again, remember the people who lost their lives that were at the Pentagon that, on that day. Um, you know, I like to make uh, the episodes uh, upbeat. Um, this one was not. Um, I apologize for that. Um, but we have to remember those people. And we have to remember everybody we lost um, who served. Uh, not just throughout the global war on terrorism, but anybody and everybody who ever has ever served their country in any and all capacities. So for my Tide, they'll be next week. Crimson Tide, I know Coach Saban will come through. And if he doesn't, that's okay. I just like watching their games. My Cowboys are out there killing it right now. Um, I don't know how I feel about this weekend, but that's okay. Um, you know, like Jimmy Johnson says, right? How about them Cowboys? That's not going to be part of this uh, podcast. You probably won't hear that ever again. Uh, but just remember, for everybody out there who's transitioning, just remember you have something that makes you special, something that makes you unique. Identify what that is, maximize it to its fullest potential, and I know you will be successful. Okay, so we'll talk to you next time. Zot, 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 and roll tide.